I think it might have been better if you had just talked this morning. When I showed up and saw the bulletin, I, uh, I thought, man, I hope I'm not stepping on John's toes here. Uh, more of that to come in a minute, though. Um, you know, one of the things that I love about coming here, every time I come here, I feel like I could stand up here and go, amen, and we could leave at this point in time because you guys do so much in the beginning of the service, so much worship. There's so much scripture reading, so much discussion. So many of our churches don't do that anymore. So many of them have stepped away, and they're more worried about getting getting out early, getting out of here so they can beat the Methodists to the cafeteria is what I say. And that is not what we're here for, guys. We're here to worship, and I, I really appreciate that every time I show up. Um, before I get started, does anybody remember what I talked about last time I was here? I mean, I know this has been like... Eight and a half months, but... Okay, so I talked about going out, preaching the gospel, right? And then what was the song we sang at the end? Go tell it on the mountain, okay? I swear that day, I have thought about that about a dozen times in the last eight months. Now, today we sang a song called I Love to Tell a Story. Anybody want to guess what we're going to talk about today? There's a word out there called testimony. We're going to talk about testimony today. So, I love it when God just, his lesson plan is what I call it. Because when it, sometimes four or five people will be involved in a church service. And it put everything together. But today we're going to talk about testimony. And whenever Levi called me and, and wanted to know if I'd come talk, and I was kind of hesitant, and I said, well, let me check with Sammy, make sure we don't have anything going on. And, um, the next day, I spent 11 and a half hours driving in my truck, which the radio does not work on, so I'm sitting there thinking to myself, and if you can imagine driving by yourself for 11 and a half hours, you know, maybe stopping two times in the middle to visit with somebody for about 30 minutes, uh, you can think there's a lot of thoughts that roll through your mind. And as I was kind of driving back home that night, God just kept telling me, testimony, testimony, testimony. And I'm like, okay, I guess I need to go talk about testimony to these folks. Um, but I feel like they've got a good testimony. Why do I need to go talk to them about testimony? I don't know, but here I am. All right. We're going to do something a little different this morning. Group interaction. I won't make you get, you know, I'm not going to make you get up here and tell your testimony. We'll get to that part later. Um, what is testimony? Can anybody define that? Your story. Your story of what? Your story of a miraculous event that took place in your life. Okay. So salvation, that's, that's part of it, right? We're going to get to more of that in a second, but I'm glad we got to that point. Okay. So if you read through Webster, it says a declaration of truth or fact. Okay, that's what testimony is described as. Okay, well, there's more to it than that. So before we get started, I want to break the word down. Okay, so we know test is in there, right? We all know what a test is. Kids especially know what tests are, right? You love them, right? I always say there is a reason why prayer will never be completely taken out of schools. And it's because of tests. All right? So we all know what a test is. And we have tests every day. Then there's I, okay? 
that most important person in the whole wide world, right? I. Or at least that's the way a lot of people think. Okay? But that last part of that word, money. Does anybody know what money means? And no, it's not money. It's actually a Scottish variant of the word mini. Okay? So you put that all together, and what you've got is our many tests. Okay? It's our many tests in life. It's not just the one thing. It's our whole life. Our whole life is our testimony. Okay? And so we're going to talk a little bit about that more here in a minute. But I wanted to get, I want you guys to start thinking about that before we kind of got started. Okay? Because we do typically think of it as just that initial salvation moment. And that is our starting point of our testimony. But it's from there that we continue on. Now, Levi told me that John was kind of getting tired of reading Scripture. Um, And so I thought we might do a little something different this morning and read some Scripture. Because the best way to answer questions in my mind is by reading Scripture. And guys, I can't say it any better than what they said it in here. So we're going to do a lot of Scripture reading, and I'm going to fill in a couple little gaps with some things that God has shared with me. I hope you guys are ready for Bible drill time. I've marked a lot of Scripture. If you want to keep up with me, great. If not, I'm, uh, I'm going to read them to you. Uh, you know, one of the amazing things about God's Word is, is that, and let me give you a Scripture reference so you can start there. 2 Timothy chapter 1, if you want to start flipping there while I'm talking. Um, God's Word, you know, it's, we, we think of it as 66 books, right? But it's not. It's one book divided into two sections that just happen to have 66 sub-books inside of it. And, and I love being able to, to work with the whole set of Scripture. I guess I should turn there myself, shouldn't I? Um, wait a minute. Did I tell you guys 2 Timothy? 1 Timothy, sorry. Typo. Uh, I even caught that and didn't fix it. That's how bad this is. Okay. It's been a while. I haven't talked since the last time I was here, so I'm rusty. So 1 Timothy chapter 1, starting in verse 12, and this talks a little bit about Paul and his testimony. It says, I thank Christ Jesus, our Lord, who has given me strength, that he considered me faithful, appointing me to his service. Even though I was once a, a blasphemant and a persecutor and a violent man, I was shown mercy because I acted in ignorance and unbelief. The grace of our Lord was poured out on me abundantly, along with faith and love that are in Christ Jesus. Here is a trustworthy saying that deserves full acceptance. Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners, of whom I am the worst. But for that very reason, I was shown mercy, so that in me, the worst of sinners, Christ Jesus might display his ultimate patience as an example for those who would believe on him and receive eternal life. Now to, Christ, now to the King, eternal, immortal, invisible, the only God, be honor and glory forever and ever. Amen. Um, so like I said, this is just a short description of... Paul and his testimony, okay? We all 
for the most part, know about Paul and what he went through and how horrible a person he was and then how great of a person he turned out to be. And Paul has a great testimony if you, if you sit down and, and, and read it. And he always thought of himself as the least after he accepted Christ. Um, let's flip to 1 John chapter 5. And we're going to read verses 7 through 12. Which says, For there are three that testify, the Spirit, the water, and the blood. And the three are in agreement. We accept man's testimony, but God's testimony is greater because it is the testimony of God, which he has given about his Son. Let's see what we're going to read to you. Um, anyone who believes in the Son of God has his tes- this testimony on his heart. Anyone who does not believe in God has made him out to be a liar because he has not believed the testimony God has given about his Son. And this is the testimony God has given us eternal life, and this life is in his Son. He who has the Son has life. He who does not have the Son of God does not have life. So this is pretty simple, isn't it? If we have Jesus, we have his testimony. Okay? If we don't, we're not. Now, in fact, in there it says that we're what? A liar. Who in the world wants to be called a liar? I don't. I don't like to be called a liar. That's that's not something that I want to be. Um, and so it made me stop and think a little bit about testimony. What is our testimony? What, what's a synonym for our testimony? Our reputation. Our reputation can also be kind of like our testimony. And so I was thinking about a story that I could tell you guys, and, and so I made one up because I thought it would be funner. And I like to pick on Levi, too, since he brought me here and, you know, made me stand up here in front and get nervous. I, I, no matter how, how many times I stand in front of people, I get nervous. So if we see Levi's truck parked at the bar at noon, what goes through your mind? Okay? If it's he's a drunk, then he's not got a good testimony, right? But if it's... Levi's parked at the bar at noon. They must have the best cheeseburger in town. Okay? Then maybe he's got a good testimony. Okay? And that's the kind of thing you want. You want somebody to think, huh, this person would never be here for this reason. So there must be another reason. You want somebody to know that your testimony is so good that they won't think, the wrong things that most people would. All right, let's flip to Romans chapter 14. I told you I'm going to keep you guys busy here. Romans chapter 14. And see, I got to cheat. I got to bookmark all these. Uh, 11 and 12. Tells us this. 
It is written, as surely as I live, says the Lord, every knee will bow before me, every tongue will confess to God. So then each of us will give an account of himself to God. Okay. So this is, this is telling us that we are all going to have to give a testimony when we get to heaven. Okay? So be preparing yourself whenever you get to heaven for this testimony time. Because you will have to give a testimony to God of what you've done. I want to talk a little bit about probably the most famous of the event I could think of that happened scripturally. And that is whenever Peter, Peter disowned Christ. Okay, You think about Peter and how faithful he was. And when he was with Christ, he was faithful without fault. And yet, whenever things got a little hairy, what did he do? No, I don't know that guy. What are you talking about? And he did that three times. How, how do you think that would have affected Peter's testimony? If people would have, I mean, whenever people found out that he was lying about the fact that he knew Jesus, the fact that he had worked with Jesus, the fact that he had followed Jesus, it has to have a negative impact. So we have to be always sharing a good testimony. Um, as we talked earlier, our testimony isn't just one thing. It's everything we do. Okay? Um, let's, let's flip back a couple, verse, a couple chapters to Roman 8. Um, and, and we're going to see here where whenever this testimony time comes, we are going to have a little bit of help. Okay? And this is Romans 8, verses 12 through 17. Therefore, brothers, we have an obligation, but it is not to the sinful nature to live according to it. For if you live according to the sinful nature, you will die. But if the spirit you put to death the misdeeds of the body, you will live because those who are led by the spirit of God are sons of God. For you did not receive a spirit that makes you a slave again to fear, but you received the spirit of sonship and by him we cry, Abba, Father. The spirit himself testifies with our spirit that we are God's children. Now, if we are children, then we are heirs, heirs of God and co-heirs of with Christ if indeed we share his, in his sufferings, in order that we may also share in his glory. So, I told you we're going to have a time where we're going to testify, but we're going to have help, okay? The Spirit is going to testify on our behalf. Now, first, what has to happen? The Spirit has to dwell in us, right? So we have to be a believer, ask the Spirit to come into us, live within us, and then he'll testify for us at the time of judgment. Now, if the Spirit is living within us, don't they have a pretty good judge of our testimony? They have a pretty good judge of things? I mean, how many people think a lot of things without saying them? Okay? I, I do this a lot. Okay? Um, 
We, we, we pass better judgment and don't say things. Some, some people can't. Some people can't filter that. Um, <laughs> but it is important that we not even think these things because the Spirit can hear that. You know, it's, it's hard to think to that level, but God even hears everything we think. Okay? Um, it's, it's no different than how many people have had God speak to them internally? Internally. I've never heard God speak externally to me, but internally he speaks to me quite a bit. And it's wonderful whenever he speaks. If you just will shut up on your own internal voice and listen. Um, but it always comes out internally in my head in my own voice for some reason, you know, because it's that same internal voice inside your head. Okay, so if the Spirit can hear that, he can obviously hear our own thoughts. Um, but it's kind of scary if you really step back and think about the fact that the Spirit knows everything and that he's going to testify on our behalf. So be careful what you think, what you say, what you do. Okay, First Peter, chapter 3. Oop, wrong way. Where did my bookmark go? There we go. First Peter chapter 3, verses 15 and 16. But in your hearts, set apart Christ as Lord. Always be prepared to give an answer to everyone who asks you to give the reason for the hope that you have. But do this with gentleness and respect, keeping a clear conscience so that those who speak maliciously against your good behavior in Christ may be ashamed of their slander. So we we always need to be prepared to give a testimony. Okay? Not just... Every once in a while, or when someone asks, but always. We always have to be prepared. So this comes back to, what do others say about you when you're not around? How do they see you or hear your testimony? Okay, Remember, that's not just when you talk. They can see your testimony by your actions as well. I've had a thought here a lot lately, and, 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 I, and this doesn't necessarily tie in, but it kind of does. And that is, so many people believe in religion, right? You hear all this talk about religion, religion, religion. But one thing a lot of people don't step back and realize or talk about enough, I think, is that religion is not the same as relationship. Each of us has a relationship, okay? We have a relationship with God. We have a relationship with our church church family. We have a relationship with other believers. And that relationship is an individual experience for each and every one of us. And it's important that we nourish that relationship instead of worrying about religion, Okay? And part of our relationship, as I mentioned, is our church family, right? And other believers. 
And so it's important that other believers and church family members know what is on our heart, and they know our testimony as well. Ephesians 4, 29 through 30, so we're going to, we'll go there real quick, and I'll, I've got a few more scripture, but I'm not going to beat you over the head with all of them, I don't think. I swear, God put about 20 scriptures in my head this last 10 days or whatever it's been since Levi and I talked. And I, I sat there last night with all of them kind of wrote out, and I sat there and just kept scratching out a few. That I thought, well, I could probably probably kick that one out. Um, some of these, though, I just absolutely could not get rid of. Um, but Ephesians four twenty nine through 30 um, tells us, Do not let any unwholesome talk come out of our mouths, but only what is helpful for building up others according to their needs that it may benefit those who listen. And do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God with whom you were sealed for the day of redemption. So make sure that we have whole good thoughts, uh, I'm sorry, wholesome talk that comes out of our mouths. Okay, and don't criticize other people. But if we do criticize people, be willing to take criticism back. Um, It's... You know, it's 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 always easy to point a finger at somebody else, but most of the time we should be pointing the fingers at ourselves because uh, we we typically don't do as well as what we what we should. And that got me to thinking after I read this scripture about this time of testimony that we're going to have, and I was reminded of a scripture in Matthew. And so we're going to keep flipping. We only got like three more. We're good. So uh, last time I was here, I brought six pages of notes. I only brought one. So you guys are, you know, in for a treat today, right? <laughs> no, it's because I have all these scriptures, which I think are better than my own thoughts. So, um, but Matthew chapter seven, if you read verses twenty-one through twenty-three, we're going to cut this back. Um. Say, not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven, but only he who does the will of my Father who is in heaven. Many will say to me on that day, Lord, Lord, did we not prophesy in your name and in your name drive out demons and perform many miracles? Then I will tell them plainly, I never knew you. Away from me, you evildoers. This set of scripture has scared me more probably than about any scripture I've ever read. And it's because we see these people who thought they were disciples, thought they were good followers of Christ, said they even drove demons out, okay? I never drove a demon out. These people weren't good enough. It scares me if you really step back and think about it, okay? But what I think it tries, tries to tell us is, is that we need to be mindful of our lives. We need to be making sure we are putting out the gospel at all times. Because if we do, God will reward us. I think that the more we work for God, the more he's going to reward us. And I'm not saying that works are the way to get to heaven. That is not it. Because we, we all know what James says there. 
But what I am saying is that it's an important part that we've got to make sure we keep in our minds and that we shouldn't fall asleep at the wheel. It's important that we continue to do God's work. We don't just say, yep, I went to church on Sunday. I prayed. We're good. It's important that we do God's work all the time because he is always with us. He's always watching and he's always um, asking us to do more. Uh, it's, you know, it's, it's been odd for me for the last uh, 15, 16 months, whatever it's been, where I haven't been teaching in church. It's really odd. It's been different. And, and, and sometimes I get some pent-up stuff and I, I work it out on my own, you know. But, uh, uh, but it's also been kind of refreshing that, that God's allowed me to kind of have a break from that and be able to just kind of sit back and listen to other people teach. And I think it's important that we, we do that. We step back and listen to others talk. Um, and we're, we're going to talk about that at the end of the, end of the sermon, though. I'm getting ahead of myself. Okay, so let's read from Luke chapter 21. And in Luke chapter 21, we're going to read verses, I've got 10 through 19 down here. We'll, we'll see if I can make it that far. I apologize, guys, the, the ragweed is horrible right now, and it's uh, starting to really, really drain on me. But uh, Luke chapter 21, verses 10 through 19. Then he said to them, Nation will rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom. There will be a great earthquake, famine, and pestilence in various places, and fearful events and great signs from heaven. But before all this, they lay hands on, they will lay hands on you and persecute you. They will deliver you to synagogues and prisons, and you will be brought before kings and governors, and all on account of my name. This will result in your being, being witness to them. But make up your mind not to worry beforehand. Now you will defend yourselves. For I will give you words and wisdom that none of your adversaries will be able to resist or contradict. You will be betrayed even by parents, brothers, relatives, and friends, and they will put some of you to death. All men will hate you because of me, but not a hair on your head will perish. By standing firm, you will give life. So, I was reading through this probably, again, 14, 16 months ago, whenever all the pandemic started and, and people were crying about it being the end of the world. And, and I'm like, no, guys, it's not the end of the world yet. We're not there yet. Just, just read this. You'll understand. We're not there yet, but this could be the beginning of it. But we're not there yet. And so, I got to, and so I've, I've been thinking a lot about that over the course of this time. And I think it's important to notice that God says in, in, in here that, that we're going to have these tests in life, okay? And we said part of the word testimony was test, right? And we're going to have these tests as we continue on here through our life. And the question is, do we pass them or do we fail them? So all these tests that we have, and again, that word money means many, so many tests, we're going to have many tests in our life. How do we do? Do we come out with an A? 
Though sometimes we go, ah, you know what, I think, I think for today I probably have to grade myself a C, you know, or do we fail, you know. Now, here's the thing, you know, we think of it that way, you know, A, B, C, D, F. But to God, what is it? It's pass or fail, right? If you, if you read God's scripture, there's a lot of things in here that are black and white. John, John kind of nailed that to me in light and dark. And that's been on my mind, yeah, for a long time. But there is nothing gray about the scripture. It is black and white. It is light and dark, and you're either in it or you're not. So does your testimony share greatness and light, or does it share darkness? So I've been thinking about you guys a lot and praying about you guys because I know that you guys have been without a pastor. And something that's been on my mind is Sunday mornings, if you can't find someone, I feel like maybe you guys should share your testimonies. I think that... There are people in this room that you might go, you know, Willard might go, eh, everybody knows my testimony. I've been a Christian all my life. But you know what? One of these kids might need to hear that. One of these kids might need to hear some of the things you've gone through. It's important for us to share our testimony because we never know how it's going to affect someone else. So I would like to encourage you guys to do that. And the reason why I like to encourage you guys to do that is found in Proverbs chapter 27. I had to get the Old Testament in here somehow. Proverbs 27, verse 17, which says, A man torment... Yeah, that is not right. I'm on the wrong... I'm in 28. Just a second. There we go. Okay. 27, 17. As iron sharpens iron, so one man sharpens another it is so important for us christians to work together and our testimonies as i said are part of each other so i want to encourage you guys to take that time to share testimonies with each other because i think it's an important part of our christian walk that a lot of us have failed um Every time I, I go somewhere for the first time, I always share a piece of my testimony. I rarely share the moment whenever I accepted Christ because I was, accepted Christ when I was eight years old and have never looked back. And so because that was such a young time in my life, there was nothing too exciting about that story. So to me, the more important parts of my testimony are the times God's spoken to me and I've, he's, he's sent me to go do things. And whenever, you know, I, I shared last time, you know, uh, standing on the lake shore and hearing God say, you need to teach, still stands out in my mind. I will never forget that story. I'll never forget God coming into, you know, into me internally and going, you need to teach. Guys, I just want to encourage you guys today to share your testimony with others. And that's what God laid upon my heart today to share with you all. Um, like I said, we could have said amen what, 25 minutes ago and been in just as good a shape. But I do think it's important that we hear God's word. Um, let's pray.
Our Heavenly Father, we thank you for today. Lord, we just thank you for this this time that we've had together. Lord, I just thank you for these people. And Lord, I just pray that you will uh, continue to bless them in their lives. And Lord, we just pray that you will just continue to bless this church as they continue to try to, to spread your word. And Lord, we just pray that you will just help them to to grow, not physically, not in number, but Lord, we just pray that you will just help them to grow spiritually. And Lord, we just pray that you will just draw them closer to you. And Lord, we just... Uh, we just thank you that you, you are such a great and gracious God. And, Lord, we just thank you for everything that you give us, Lord. It's, it's oftentimes we don't say thank you enough. But, Lord, we just we do. We truly say thank you today, Lord. And, Lord, we just pray that you will just help us as we go through these many tests that we have in life. Lord, we just pray that you will just help us to, uh, to, to succeed and, and pass those, Lord, so we can come and see you in heaven one day. Lord, we just pray these things in your name. Amen.